Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. And the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way that it sounds. Uh, This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And I'm going a little introspective this time around. I'm going to reflect on the year that was 2018 as well as look ahead to the future coming up in 2019. All of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Cyber Radio. But first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. Now, if you have not yet... Go check out the Autopod Decepticast 2018 Holiday Special, episode number 91 of their podcast. Um, uh, I had a lot of good, great, wholesome fun um, hosting a new segment called Good Morning Cybertron for the guys. It's a, it's a spelling joke. Um, uh, there was a preview of that a little bit uh, at the end of our Bumblebee discussion last week, and it's available now at their website. Will the ghost of the iconic moment get to Gangster's Paradise? Find out at autopoddecepticast.com and on social media at apoddcast. And of course, I wanted to take a sec and thank Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, and Michael Andrews, too, for jumping on with me to talk about the Bumblebee movie. Uh, That was a lot of fun. It's always a great time hanging out with them on the air. Here are some exciting coming attractions. A few quick announcements before I get too much further. Uh, You might have seen this already uh, posted on my socials, uh, social medias, uh, but I am headed back to TFCon. TFCon Los Angeles happening March 15th through the 17th. It's a Transformers Generation 1 reunion as part of the 35th anniversary of the brand. How about that? Uh, Really excited to see great friends, both old and new. I'm I'm sure I'm going to talk about it more in the coming weeks, Uh, but this time around, I'm going just as a fan, mostly. Um, I'll definitely talk about it on the podcast, but I'm not advertising or as um, aggressively promoting it as I did for Chicago, where, um, you know, not doing the Autopod Decepticast panel um, or really having any kind of presence um, at the show. Um, uh, But a lot of that is mostly because I am going to be part of another event happening that same weekend that I can't quite talk about yet it's uh it's not my announcement to make and things are still in the works uh but 
I just want to say that I'm really excited, and uh, and this is, of course, also the weekend of Emerald City Comic Con, which I'll be attending for part of the time as well. It's uh, it's going to be a very busy weekend, but uh, just uh, I I apologize for being so coy, but uh, just um, uh, stay tuned uh, for upcoming episodes and uh, watch uh, watch my Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at Mike Cybert Radio for uh, uh, you'll probably see it there uh, before uh, I'm able to announce it on a podcast. So just uh, just stay tuned. Um, I've also got a couple great new episodes coming up in the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to finally have the opportunity to unpack Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, uh, my favorite movie of 2018 and uh, winner of the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Um, a a great friend from KGRG, Andrea, uh, will be joining me for that one. We've been uh, looking for an excuse to uh, collab on something for uh, quite a while now, and and I think this will be a, a, a good start to that. Um, and from my favorite movie to our least favorite movie of 2018 Killing Spree and I are going to do an episode on The Predator uh, kind of spurned on by the reveal of no fewer than three different alternate endings each more awful than the last um, and some uh, deleted scenes and some other odds and ends too And speaking of the KGRG family, this year, 2019, marks 30 years of today's rock on 89.9 FM, uh, broadcasting from Green River College in Auburn. Um, I'm sure I'll mention it a few times throughout the year, but I'll um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure how involved... I'm going to be with anniversary festivities. Um, There's rumors of an alumni week and maybe some other stuff in the works. Uh, But I know over the last couple years, uh, this podcast, uh, Mike Seibert Radio, has kind of lived in the shadow of what I used to do when I started out on college radio and I've uh, I, I've been trying not to intentionally live in the past as much uh, but we'll see. Uh, KGRG will still always have a, a very special place for me so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, man, all of that as we march forward toward landmark episode number 200. Now, I uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do if even anything specific. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about it recently and have been uh, thinking about making some changes to the show. Um, uh, Nothing too drastic, but it's been... It's been a while since things kind of got shaken up. I mean, uh, back when we did the show live on KGRG, it, it went through a few different iterations and kind of evolved organically, you know, with with that rotating cast, you know, went through a couple different name changes, a lot of personnel lineups. So it's... Uh, um, I, I, I've just realized that the current run of Mike Seibert Radio is the longest stable run 
uh, that I've done as a show. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to try um, a few different things to just kind of spice things up, you know, maybe do, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, some shorter, tighter episodes, uh, possibly refresh some other stuff too. Uh, I don't know, maybe throw some new music or graphics or whatever, uh, you know, just to kind of polish things up a little bit, um, add a new way to interact with the show if uh, if I can figure that out. Uh, but you also might have noticed that this episode dropped on Thursday. So if you've opened up your podcast app on Thursday morning, you'll uh, you'll see a new episode there. And uh, and I think I'm going to try to keep with that consistent release for a while. Um, I was actually just talking to Lucky about this this morning. I was actually thinking about a different day of the week, but she suggested Thursday uh, for a variety of reasons that I hadn't even considered. She's the smart one. Um, so I, I, I'm going to give that a shot. Um, again, I, I'm not reinventing the wheel. Um, I, I just think that any kind of ongoing episodic journey uh, should always be evolving. And um, the show has evolved, but I, I think, um, it, it again, it's kind of gotten to the point where, where I'm at a place creatively where maybe I need to just kind of shake the bottle up a little bit just to kind of get some of that sediment off, uh, off of the bottom a bit. Uh, so, and, and again, if there's anything specifically you'd like to hear or suggest or see differently from the show or um, uh, suggestions, ideas you want to throw at me for episode 200, I'm all years. Uh, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com or at... Mike Seibert Radio on the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Instagrams. So 2018 was a tough year for a lot of us, um, and it wasn't without speed bumps for me and my family as well, uh, but I thought I'd start the new year by counting my blessings, uh, kind of literally, and reflecting on the events that shaped what honestly, uh, kind of ended up being one of the most influential years of my adult life. And it, uh, it, it makes me optimistic for what's ahead, honestly. And another banner year of stuff and things. Uh, now this, uh, this isn't meant to come across as bragging or showing off. It's, uh, it's, it's a reflection, uh, because, uh, doing it publicly, like this, like I am, uh, uh, gives me the platform to go back. Um, sometimes it's it's a challenge for me to be uh, appreciative and grateful. I, I I sometimes take for granted my blessings and opportunities. It, it, it's easy to do sometimes, uh, but this just is kind of like a journal for me and kind of an exercise in gratitude. You know how um, uh, your annoying friends write a Christmas letter around the holidays and then they kind of like recap all of the, all of the doofy stuff that they did. Uh, that's what this is. This is really kind of like my uh, um, annoying Christmas letter. Um, so uh, I, if you want to bail, I get it. And uh, and I'll see you next week. I um, uh, got your download anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, if you want to hang around, I'm just kind of going to uh, go through uh, some of the significant events and milestones and and just uh, uh, just kind of talk about my year um, just to just to make sure I've uh, got some perspective because 
uh, again, while it was uh, tough for a lot of us, it, it was it was a pretty good year for me, and I don't I I don't want to lose that that feeling um, because uh, you know uh, uh, things get uh, complicated in the world sometimes. So uh, yeah, let's uh, so let's talk about this podcast, Mike Cyber Radio. I uh, I posted sixty four numbered episodes and a few unnumbered specials as well, which I'll which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, but publishing over ninety one hours of content, um, and that's uh, I I didn't realize how much it was. I didn't realize how many episodes it was now now a lot of those are like super long episodes that I ended up creatively uh, deciding to split in half like a lot of the the killing spree uh, movie review episodes end up being two episodes um, a lot of like the TV specials with Dave uh, end up getting split up um, I I I just like talking to folks and I just I I really I just really like that and I don't always know how to watch the clock so so if you see an episode that's north of two hours it's generally because um I'm I'm just getting along uh with my friends and just uh just like talking uh so much uh uh but some of the highlights uh from my top 10 most listened to episodes in the last year include a lot of my transformer stuff um so if you found Mike Seibert radio through a lot of the uh, transformers material I've been doing um, uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of those highly listened to episodes are uh, uh, my stuff from TFCon Chicago and Cybefest Northwest, um, as well as my uh, 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 my 30th anniversary Transformers the Movie celebration. Uh, still getting a lot of episodes on that episode uh, two years later. And um, some of my most fun interviews were also uh, some of the most listened to, like my interview with Michael Geisler uh, about his exciting new project Bytor, as well as my conversation with Corey Smothers about uh, new musical directions and disco nonsense, his new solo project. Uh, but by far and away, my most popular podcast of the year uh, was my interview with Ron Reinhardt, the uh, lead singer of Dark Angel, the pioneers of thrash and speed metal. And I, I want to thank again uh, Mike Burt from Limberlost for getting us connected. Uh, that was a that was a really great conversation about music, faith, and uh, just his life as an international rock star. He uh, he told some pretty wild stories. Uh, definitely worth revisiting if you haven't checked out that episode yet. Um, and I, I think what I'll what I'll actually do is post links to each of the top 10 uh, most highly listened to episodes uh, for you to check out if you'd like. Um, I know there have been a lot of new listeners jumping on uh, during the last few months, like I just mentioned. Uh, So this might be a good opportunity to get acquainted with what this show is all about. It's uh, I, I think it's a pretty good representation of what I'm interested in. It's not all Transformers. It's not all music. It's uh, it's a little bit of everything. Um, so that will be in the show notes uh, for you to check out as well. Uh, so another milestone for me uh, was that uh, that I finally got on Facebook. 
Now, anybody that knows me knows how uh, just so repellent I've been to it. Like uh, we were with uh, friends on New Year's and she just pops off out of nowhere. Like uh, uh, just, uh, you know, for somebody that was resistant to Facebook for so long, you're uh, really quite prolific. And uh, and and it occurred to me, I was like, well, yeah, I guess so. Um, but then I realized it, it's it, it's the same stuff that I've been doing on other platforms for um, uh, for years, and I, I guess I've just uh, added a new spoke to the wheel. And and honestly, I haven't decided if that's a good thing or not. Uh, but I do have my Facebook connected to my Instagram account, uh, which I've been using uh, for uh, again the last several years, along with my Twitter account. Uh, again, all of those are at Mike Cybert Radio. By the way, um, anyway, a uh, trend on Instagram is uh, the top nine. A uh, a website collates and ranks your posts by by a quantity of likes and gives you your top nine posts uh, in, a, in a neat collage. Uh, it's this week's thumbnail image. If you're listening on SoundCloud, it's uh, it's my top nine. I I really liked it, and it gives a great snapshot of, just like the, the top ten most listened to episodes, it gives a snapshot of last year's highlights, as well as a glimpse ahead to the new year. Um, it features that top Time I met Kevin Smith, uh, the artist from Crackle Fest 8, uh, Seattle's own Tony Stark himself, Jason Halverson from Costume Characters for Causes, uh, the tribute to Carrie Fisher at the end of Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I I uh, uh, took at the Cinerama. Um, you know, again, I... I'm not that guy. I have my phone, you know, tucked in. I don't dink around with it. But but when that came up, uh, you know, that that tribute for uh, Carrie Fisher, I had to take a picture of it and shared it. And and it's square in the middle. I, I really it's got a really great spot in uh, in that top nine. Um, and, and it's, you know, also a great mix of shots of me uh, running the board at work as well as the swag I got for uh, coming back to KGRG to guest lecture. And and speaking of, I've actually been invited back to guest lecture during an upcoming radio class taught by one of my mentors, uh, Charlie Harger. I'm uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's a uh, it's actually one of my favorite things going back and talking to the new students uh, coming up. And I, uh, I I see Charlie at work occasionally. In fact, actually, I, I, a very brief story. I uh, um, I, I had like, uh, you know, during our Bumblebee episode, we kind of talked about like that chasing Amy moment where like you see a friend from across the room and you just kind of give like the sup, you know, just kind of like the the. Uh, the curt nod and yeah I just I I was uh, uh uh, refueling at the uh, at the break room, just uh, you know, refilling my coffee and water, and heading back down the stairs, and I see Charlie across the room, and you know, this is all the way across the bullpen and the newsroom, so I you know didn't have time to roll over there and be all like, hey, buddy, but but yeah, no, I just I I just kind of I just kind of gave him the nod. He saw me and he nodded back, and uh, just we just kind of went back to our our business, but uh, uh, but yeah, no, I I'm really excited for the opportunity to um you know it's it's a unique experience when you take a class 
And then um, a few years later, you get the opportunity to go back and guest lecture for the same class that you took not so long ago. It's it, it's pretty great. Um, anyway, uh, KGRG.com uh, for more information about uh, registering for broadcasting classes at Green River College, by the way. Um, I believe that winter quarter has already started. And it's funny, the, the further and further I get from being enrolled in classes at Green River and being part of KGRG, I, I lose track of like when the quarters begin and end. It's uh, um, that's different. So, uh, um, but uh, uh, one of the the first things I posted on Instagram last year uh, was a shot of the iconic Space Needle. Uh, but it had this uh, this wrap and scaffolding around it. It kind of looked like a cupcake. Um, a little bit, um, uh, and it was wrapped up uh, during construction of a new expansion. Uh, basically, what they did was they um, they built a basement uh, with uh, full glass bottom floors that you can now look down um, uh, on the city from, as well as the Seattle Center below. I ha- I haven't been up there. Um, I I've heard folks that have been up there uh, think it's really really cool. Um, I don't know. I I I'm okay with heights a bit, but for some reason the and I've been up to the the Space Needle a, a few different times throughout my life. Uh, but that that idea of just like looking straight down just seems like nightmare fuel to me. But your mileage may vary. So I mentioned it earlier, but I got to meet Kevin Smith back in January. Uh, I it was at a signing at Destiny City Comics in Tacoma. I, uh, I I did a whole episode about it, so I don't need to necessarily recap it here. Uh, but I think an aspect of that story that I didn't think of at the time was that before I posted up in line for the signing, uh, I was on the phone uh, with Mike Burt from Limberlost. Uh, talked about him earlier, uh, we were setting up arrangements for an upcoming show he'd invited me to uh, to be a part of to do their stage announcement. Uh, That was a lot of fun and ended up being the first time I announced a band on stage. Um, And as the year went, as you'll hear me talk about kind of sort of chronologically in sequence, I kind of, I developed a taste for it. So, um, so again, again, I guess, uh, uh, thanks to Mike for, uh, for giving me the opportunity. Uh, Lucky and I got to check out Monster Jam, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but I also learned through posting about it that Killing Spree is also a fan of the Monster Jam, which, you know, kind of actually checks out seeing that Monster Jam is just basically WWE for giant trucks. Um, still cracks me up that this uh, this one truck, it, it was like broke and got fixed or whatever, but but uh, the the announcer, you know, the, it, the, the truck had to hear it from the crowd uh, to come back out onto the track. Uh, that's, uh, I think Monster Jam is coming up again soon, um, so we'll, uh, we, we might have to go back and check that out. 
but uh, tons of fun. Um, I did a lot of great interviews with uh, musicians that I'm glad to call my friends. Um, I caught up with Chris Sicard from Waking Things, as well as Kyle Stevens from Kirby Crackle. Um, I talked to Raymond Hayden about the state of the music union and the local scene. I met Lucia Fasano uh, for the first time on an interview and ended up uh, talking to her uh, a couple times throughout the year uh, about her music, uh, her comedy, and uh, and her work in comics. A lot of a lot of wonderful conversations. We uh, for whatever reason we we really uh, hit it off at at uh, Crackle Fest. Uh, a really cool lady. Um, so I mentioned earlier that the year wasn't without speed bumps, right? Well, uh, back in February, my uh, uh, my uncle. Uh, lost his brother, uh, uh, passed away, and it hit him and his family pretty hard. Uh, hit me pretty hard. Um, I and and I I remember that was like right after Kevin Smith had had that major heart attack. Also, um, so it was like the this uh, um, that was probably the hardest time I've ever had recording a podcast. Um, like all of this had just kind of happened at, at, at around the same time and I I just couldn't get myself composed I remember just turning on the microphone and just kind of hearing that ambient buzz in my headphones and it's like I had I had uh, my bullet points already prepared um, I you know it, everything was good to go but like just the words just couldn't come and uh yeah it was it was a really hard one it's like i i like had to stop and walk around and 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 usually when when i'm kind of like you know in a in an emotional state i use talking to you like you know talking into the microphone podcasting broadcasting whatever as really almost like an escape you know, it's like I can I can set however I'm feeling off to the side, compartmentalize it and then just kind of uh, perform for uh, uh, for lack of better word. You know, usually when I'm like, welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. Yeah, I mean, y- you get the idea. But but I, I just I, I I was having the hardest time. I just uh, um, I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, but. After I kind of uh, dinked around with a few things and you know, kind of like experimented with uh, uh, with some music, that did uh, inspire a new change to the podcast, um, uh, a new new spoke to the wheel in the intro that I still use today as a, as as a tribute. <laughs> so, uh, brotherly love, two things that uh, that that we always kind of connected on: uh, Def Leppard, uh, of course, and uh, Transformers the movie. Uh, God, he um, he loved that movie almost as much as I did, and I. I'd give anything to be able to talk to him about the stuff that I've I've been doing recently. I think I, I think he would really dig on uh, Autopod Decepticast and you know uh, again a lot of the 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 Transformers the movie related stuff that I've been doing uh, doing lately. 
Um, Emerald City Comic Con featured Music Alley for the first time, spotlighting a lot of great nerd music artists, uh, a great mix of friends and folks I had never met before um, or had or hadn't heard of before. I uh, I connected with Chris Waffle from Megathruster for the first time, and uh, and his wonderful wife Sarah. Uh, we actually talked about conservative talk radio is about as much as we talked about nerd rock. It was it was pretty great. Uh, Cracklefest Eight was an absolute blast, and I ran myself pretty ragged. Um, and I'm going to find myself pushing myself even harder this year by flying to L.A. for TFCon, yay! So we'll uh, we'll see how well I fare. Uh, I promoted my first hip hop show uh, back in April. I celebrated episode number one hundred and fifty, connecting with the guys from the Autopod Decepticast for the first time. Um, and it obviously wouldn't be the last. Of course, culminating with all of us getting together in Chicago for TFCon. But you already knew that, and I'll touch on that again later. Um, a few days later. We uh, we celebrated what would have been my father-in-law's birthday. Well, I, I, I mean, it's still his birthday. Um, Ivan's just uh, just not with us anymore. Um, anyhow, my uh, my brother-in-law rented a suite for a Seattle Mariners game for the family for Christmas, and that's what we did. And the date lined up, so it ended up being on his birthday. Uh, we also celebrated Lucky's great niece's birthday that day as well. Uh, both of their names got up on the jumbotron, and that was really cool. But but what made it truly unforgettable was that was the day that Lucky caught that home run baseball, uh, crushed up into the sweet level by Dan Vogelback, uh, one of only five people who have ever done that before. Uh, bounced off the giant "hit it here" sign, ricocheted off of the the rafters. Almost nailed my brother-in-law and bounced off of Uncle Curtis and Ivan's best friend uh, uh, before tumbling down the stairs into Lucky's hand. And I, uh, um, I, I had the chance earlier this year to get uh, Dan Vogelback's autograph on the ball, um, I, I think a few months ago. Uh, but the whole situation was a little sketchy. Uh, basically, what... I needed to do was hand the ball off to somebody like like a handler or something. They would then pass it off to him to get autographed and then I can come back and retrieve it later. Um which I mean sure it would be fine to get the autograph but you know I I consider myself a, a bit of an autograph hound and somewhat of a autograph collector. Um, but I think what's more important to me than having the autograph is having the memory attached to getting the autograph. Like I've got, you know, uh, long boxes full of autograph comic books that I've, you know, gotten from uh, uh, Comic Cons over the years. And it's always, for me, it's always been. Uh, the connection with the the creator or whoever you're getting the thing signed for, it's your opportunity to say like, hey, I like your stuff. Uh, could you autograph this for me? And and this was kind of like the same thing with the baseball. It's like, hey, dude, you know, it's uh, you know, this this is a, a special thing to our family, you know, could you autograph it? In fact, like when I, when I reached out, 
uh, to the uh, uh, ball club, the the organization. I was like, hey, you know, actually, it, it would be cool if like you know we could actually like talk to him for a hot minute, maybe uh, maybe get some pictures or something like that, you know, just just to kind of really sweeten the deal. But um, uh, that was not to be. Uh, maybe I'll get another chance uh, this year. Um, and uh, I continued to go through uh, uh, my Instagram. According to the internet, I was uh, slain by Thanos for the good of the universe. Uh, uh, later, I met Ian from the Earth 919 podcast, and I got to show him around the KGRG studios before, uh, uh, before we did a show together. Lucky and I went to our first concert at the White River Amphitheater. It was the Sabroso Craft Beer, Taco, and Music Festival uh, featuring The Offspring, Pennywise, Against Me, Lit, and Unwritten Law, and of course, uh, Lucha Libre Wrestling. And uh, and I, I think... I think my favorite story from that I mean it was a it was a great day but the thing that that I don't think I'll forget is when like the lead singer for Unwritten Law I can't remember the guy's name but he just like he just like comes from out on the stage hangs out in like the the uh general admission seating area and just lights up a cigarette just just out there in the open now now uh white river amphitheater is kind of like a, a airplane hangar style of thing so it's kind of kind of quasi covered i'm pretty sure you're you're not supposed to uh smoke inside but um but it, that and this like robot hand leather thong sling thing he had on his hand it, weird dude um anyway um uh may 19th was uh was the break the chains of human trafficking 5k that that uh uh that a lot of us participated in that's where that's where we dipped our toes in in volunteering and advocacy partnering locally with a federal way coalition against trafficking uh lucky was one of the event coordinators i was one of the course marshals uh you know got to wear my you know neon green uh vest as i'm you know kind of trying to guide all these uh, uh 5k walkers and runners through um and uh and use my podcast a bit to promote the event and to uh give a platform for survivors to tell their stories as well as uh um some other uh allies and advocates um talk about their stuff as well uh a few months ago i was i i was asked why specifically I chose human trafficking as a as a cause to advocate for and and really the the cause just kind of chose us I mean uh, volunteering is is much easier with friends um, and it's it's hard as an individual to stand up and give your time and, and to volunteer for stuff. But, but when you've got a network of people around you, uh, passionate about the same thing, it's, uh, it's very fulfilling and it just it, it just it feels like an activity that you're doing it it doesn't it, it's hard to explain but it doesn't it doesn't register as um you know oh i'm volunteering i mean like we've um you know we've talked a lot about virtue signaling on this show and you know have been quite critical of it that's not what i'm doing here i'm not saying like pay attention to me i you know i did this but um yeah, it's like it's like when you are volunteering with a group, you lose track a bit of 
um, that you're volunteering, not why you're volunteering, but that it's like, oh, wait a sec, I'm I'm just donating my time here. You know, it's um, yeah. I, I again, volunteering is uh, is better with friends, and I I'm glad to call myself an ally uh, to the cause, but uh, we learned a lot. Well, and and we're definitely looking forward to uh, volunteering um, again during this year's 5K. I'm I'm sure I'll uh, uh, mention it a time or two uh, before that. I, I'm uh, I, I'm sure I'll talk about it. Uh, one of the uh, uh, switching gears. Uh, one of the radio shows I work on relaunched in the afternoon. Uh, which was a, a really exciting change and, and really kind of solidified uh, a place for me on the team. Um, but uh, back at KGRG, it was uh, it was kind of a, a bittersweet experience um, as the last two people that I trained and mentored uh, during my time there uh, ended up closing out their time. Uh, doing college radio first Desmond and then uh, later Elijah uh, a couple months later. Um, we celebrated Lucky's birthday in Port Townsend. Uh, new adventure for us. We did a lot of wine tasting, uh, uh, checked out their great farmer's market and saw an entire family of deer uh, right right outside our window. We were, uh, we were right there on the water and yeah, just uh, that morning, there was like oh, I don't know, like nine of them or something like that, just kind of, just kind of uh, walking across the beach. There, it was, uh, it, it was really something. Um, I was able to reconnect with some old KGRG friends at the Bite of Seattle, uh, right across the street from my work. That was that was really cool. I I uh, actually. Um, I, uh, I, I forgot about this until, uh, just now, but I, I ended up, I, I worked, then I went over to the by the Seattle and then after I was done with that, I came back to the studio and recorded, uh, my interview episode with, uh, Don and Dean from, uh, Podskewer. I, I was a guest on their show and, and yeah, that was, that was a really full day, but, um, also, also a whole lot of fun. Um, a, uh, a family of raccoons moved into our backyard, uh, followed by another family, and then another, and uh, those uh, adorable babies I I took pictures of earlier this year, yeah they're uh, they're not babies anymore. Uh, we uh, uh, let's see we uh, we went on a variety of ventures on my days off, uh, including um, exploring a lighthouse near us and and heading up to the uh, uh, heading up Mount Rainier we we went on like you know like they had like this cool gondola ride and and uh, that was that was just a really cool uh, day trip. Um, Cybefest Northwest, the unofficial Transformers convention, was in August. It was the fifth year of the show, and I found out about it uh, the week of. Uh, but I was still able to kind of help promote it, get the word out. Uh, did a interview with uh, Ben Harpold, uh, you know, noted TV star. <laughs> no, he, uh, uh, no, he he was on a Good Day Northwest showing off his uh, Bumblebee collection. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I was uh, I was able to head out to Cybefest after work, um, and that. You know what? I, I was thinking about this uh, uh, not too long ago. That was actually the first time 
I had actually bought Transformer toys in a really, really long time, and now, oh man, I, I'm I, I kind of got a taste for it again, um, especially those uh, Takara reissues. Um, and again, uh, uh, thanks to Jamal for for uh, giving me a killer deal on that that TFC uh, collection blaster. Um, uh, again, didn't realize it at the time, but that I've I, I've since added more pieces in that collection. It started with blaster, uh, but now I also have uh, uh, Blitzwing as well as uh, the uh, the Cup and Wheelie uh, two pack. So. Um, I thought I had a fourth one. Oh no, it's classic Soundwave. Never mind. I'm rambling, but uh, but yeah, no, I've got I've got a I've definitely got a taste for those uh book style storybook style uh Takara Transformers uh, reissues and uh, alternators as well. Um, you know, kind of like one of the forgotten uh, Transformers sublines from like like the mid two thousands. Uh, they they've got really I, I've talked about them on the show, uh, but you know what they are, or or you don't. It doesn't matter. Uh, but this year, uh, Sidefest is in July, uh, July 27th, and I'm hoping to help promote them uh, maybe a little more ahead of time. In fact, I uh, I, I don't want to confirm this because there's still, uh, you know, uh, things in the works, uh, but I might have guests uh, during next week's podcast to talk more about what's coming up uh, with uh, with Sidefest later this year. So that's, uh, that. I, I think uh, they've, they've got some new blood. And I think a lot of folks that uh, that are excited are, you know, got a lot of great ideas. So I, I'm really hoping uh, that, you know, maybe we get a uh, get some more eyes on the uh, Cybertronian Festival, the, uh, you know, the uh, unofficial Transformers convention uh, by the fans for the fans, you know, with that that Pacific Northwest twist on it. I I had a blast uh, uh, last year for the for the couple hours I was able to go. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to uh, kind of helping uh, promote that uh, a little more this time around. Um, it was it was really smoky in the uh, Pacific Northwest in August, you know, from uh, from all those wildfires uh, down in California and up in Canada. Um, and Lucky and I, we uh, we basically fled. Uh, we uh, we went out to uh, Long Beach to get away for for a few days. Actually, that's not the case at all. We had uh, um, we had set up this trip ahead of time. Um, a little bit ahead of time, actually, uh, because, um, you know, um, uh, this year Lucky has really been, uh, kind of driving the bus in terms of like, Hey, let's go out and do this. Let's have these adventures. And, 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 and she's been phenomenal at it. And, you know, if I, uh, if I was the goal making type, I, I would imagine one of my goals would be to, uh, come up with uh, with exciting adventures for uh, for uh, the both of us as well. Um, I don't know if I'm holding up my end of that as as well as I would like, but but with this uh, Long Beach trip, uh, turns out uh, there was this huge international kite festival uh, happening that weekend. Also, we we had no idea about it, and it was uh, it was really cool. 
Uh, but unfortunately, we weren't able to do the one thing we actually went to Long Beach to do, and that's to take Lucky's Jeep out onto the beach. It's one of the uh, uh, few beaches in Washington State where it's legal to drive your vehicle on the beach. So it, that, that was an experience we, we wanted to do. Didn't get to do it because basically uh, all weekend was full of like, you know, kite flyers from literally all over the world. It was, it was very crowded, but it was, it was also really cool. Also um, had a, had a great time, met a, met a ton of great people, but it was interesting because every time we talked to um, anybody that we ran into, they're like, wait a sec. So you're not here for the kite festival. How, how did you get a hotel? And yeah, again, we had no idea. We just, we just kind of booked it. Like, uh, I don't even remember now a, a month, a couple months ahead of time. And yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, we just got in, it was, it was fine. Um, but, uh, uh later in, uh, in September, and I, I talked about this a lot already. I did a whole episode about it, but it was my 40th birthday and our trip to San Francisco. Um, and, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, as I'm talking to you now, I'm uh, scrolling through my Instagram and and I realized there was a whole lot of things that I I never posted. Like, like for example, I posted a picture of me at the Yoda Fountain, but I didn't post any of the pictures that I took inside the uh, the Lucasfilm lobby like they had, a, you know, just a just a lot of cool artifacts and, and things like that um, or or. Any of the pictures of the go car, um, you know, like this little three wheeled battery powered jobby that we uh, that we drove all over the city to get out to uh, the Presidio and and uh, and the Yoda Fountain. Uh, um, I, I got to tell you that that was that was a really fun trip. I think we were there just long enough. Um, long, more than a few days, you know, so like you, you feel like you've kind of acclimated, uh, to where you're vacationing and it feels like by the time you leave, you've, um, you've done the things that you set out to do plus a little more. And, and that was, uh, that was definitely the experience we had, uh, going to San Francisco. We, uh, uh, really like it down there. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, we, we, uh, uh, definitely had had a great time. Uh, September twenty seventh, uh, you know, just uh, just a couple weeks later, narrowly missing my fortieth birthday. I, ironically enough, uh, September twenty seventh was the Fathom event screening of Transformers the movie. Uh, that was the first time I had seen the movie on a big screen in a actual movie theater since I was seven years old, you know, uh, seeing it at the Bay theater in 1986 where, you know, I I've shared this on the autopod Decepticast where I, I did see it twice, uh, because, uh, apparently I'm the, uh, uh, the Seattle rich kid, but, uh, but no, that, that, that meant a lot actually to, um, you know, share that experience with Lucky and and just to, um, you know, be in a theater with other folks that are there for the same reason. I, you know, I hadn't had that experience uh, uh, in a really long time, you know, just kind of watching it on uh, on home video there. However, the next day, <laughs> the very next day, 
Um, Lucky's Jeep got keyed. Uh, probably uh, while we were watching the movie, and I, uh, uh, we we ended up watching the uh, surveillance video. And incidentally, if if uh, it's not CSI Miami, so like you know, like the zoom and enhance cliche, that is totally not a thing. So like we we could see a. Uh, uh, a vaguely silver minivan uh, pull up next to the Jeep. And then we see like a blobby bobblehead kind of come out of the car and we kind of see their their head kind of pop around for what could be time enough to, to key the side of a vehicle. Um, and then they just kind of waddled away. Uh, uh, you know, every time that Lucky's version of the story, um, is always like, whoa, well, you know, some fat bitch keyed my Jeep. And, and I tell you from like this grainy ass video, what you can't make out a license plate number and you really can't make out any, uh, distinctive features of this, uh, of this titular fat bitch. Uh, but it, it, it it seems like that was probably the culprit but we don't didn't really have anything to go off of but uh but yeah that's um uh, that that was that was really awkward we uh we were going to uh go out lucky pulls out of the garage and i'm getting ready to get in on the passenger side and i see that like you know the this key mark all the way down the side of, uh, you know, it's a two-door Jeep, so it went across both doors and into the the back quarter panel, and um, I, I was just dumbstruck, so I, I'm, like, speechless. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, Lucky, you gotta take a look at this. And, um, and yeah, so, so obviously not knowing what my deal was, um, yeah, she came over, and, yeah, it was just... Uh, it was it was just not great. I mean, it's all fixed now, um, and 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 it's fine, I guess. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, I, you know, as I was talking to uh, the the guy that did the paintwork uh, for us, I I shared with him. I I'm glad that I saw Pulp Fiction uh, when I did. Like, it came out in 1994. I think I was. Uh, uh, 15 maybe 15 or 16 um but i was like you know of like high school age and like right on the cusp of driving age you know kind of like when you learn you know vehicle habits and etiquette and and basically i mean like one of the things that that really stuck with me is uh when john travolta is talking about uh you know you never key another man's vehicle and it just, for some reason, that line always stuck with me. So I've always associated keying a car as like one of like the lowest, dirtiest things that that uh, um, that you can do. And there's there's just no point to it. It's uh, it's it, uh, anyway. Um, uh, we we also learned um, that uh, that day again. It was. Uh, it was a hard day. Uh, we we heard that Lucky's sister's husband had passed away uh, very suddenly from from a heart attack. Like he was, you know, uh, healthy that morning. Um, uh, went to go help out on a job, and then just heart attack just just kicked right over. Um, 
Speed bumps, you know, uh, that's uh, that's that's the way uh, Lucky keeps putting it is, you know, just uh, uh, speed bumps. Um, October brought another uh, exciting new opportunity for me. A, uh, a friend of mine at work uh, put me in touch with Kelly Fenley. Uh, she needed an MC for uh, the Little Black Dress Party uh, charity event uh, over there in Kirkland. Uh, uh, did an interview with her uh, during uh, during a podcast. Uh, but not only did I get to be the MC, uh, but I also got the opportunity and and really kind of. I had to step up and and be the auctioneer uh, because the the dude called out sick that morning, um, and yeah, so I, I was I was the MC, I was the auctioneer, and yeah, just uh, uh, selling off dates with hot men in uniform, uh, and it, and it was all uh, for charity, benefiting uh, Eastside Firefighters Benevolent Fund, uh, but yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And I hope that I'm I'm able to participate again this year. It's just fun playing dress up, you know. Um, you know, kind of kind of busting out uh, uh, some fancy formal clothes. I, uh, um, I I got a I got a new suit for uh, for the occasion. Uh, and and Lucky found an amazing dress for the event. She uh, she looked amazing. That was. Uh, it it was a lot of fun, kind of kind of rubbing elbows with some of the you know uh, East Side elite, and you know feeling feeling very uh, upper crust if if just for an evening. Uh, but then after all that. I was it was off to TFCon Chicago. Um, I uh, you know I, I I got to meet the guys from the Autopod Decepticast who uh, who at that point I had become very close with. Uh, got to meet uh, them all in person. Uh, uh, Aaron Ryan and Caleb. Uh, they um, they included me as part of their panel presentation, uh, breaking down Transformers the movie one minute at a time. Uh, I got to meet a lot of other great people, also like uh, like Michael Andrews, who you heard last week on the podcast, uh, as well as his girlfriend Caitlin. Uh, uh, also got to meet uh, Jeremy and Daryl from the Transmissions podcast, as well as Yoshi, uh, uh, also from Transmissions, who who lives relatively close to me up in. Uh, Bellingham uh, and uh, Diecast from Radio Free Cybertron even got to uh, participate in the APDC panel by uh, by playing uh, a voice actor trivia. It was kind of funny. It's like I, I I remember this. I don't I don't know if I've talked about this uh, since then, but uh, basically, like I was the MC for the uh, game show segments of of the panel. Um, but it's like, I, I saw Diecast put his hand up, but it didn't, it didn't quite click immediately. Um, but then once I got close, I'm like, Oh, this, this is freaking Diecast. Come on. (laughs) But, but I thought, I thought it was actually really cool because it it now kind of creates, um, a little bit of continuity within the, uh, you know, Transformers community, you know, him being, you know, prolific in the, uh, podcasting game you know it's kind of like you got you got like a seasoned veteran and then the young bucks kind of kind of at the same time so uh i i just i just thought that was really neat uh, a really cool dude um and and not to mention you know like 
all the the other folks uh, that we met. You know, like a lot of uh, really cool vendors, including the uh, the etched glass people who I don't have my glass in front of me. My APDC glass that was a gift from Aaron. Uh, I don't remember the name of their company. Otherwise, I would say it now. But I I remember it, it's kind of funny. You know, it's like when you get a gift from somebody, you go back in your memory and retroactively be like, you know, Aaron was spending a lot of time talking to uh, the the glass etching uh, folks. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Aaron gifted uh, uh, all of us, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, whiskey glasses with the with the Autopod Decepticast logo on it. Uh, really cool glasses. Um, but anyway, like you know, we we met Rick Alvarez and and chatted with him uh, for a while. Um, yeah, it was it was it was just a really great time. Again, I've talked about TFCon Chicago a lot. Did an entire episode. Don't need to recap it here. Um, but yeah, it was uh, you know all the folks behind the scenes. Uh, it was man, it was just such a great time. And uh, for me, uh, this was the first time I traveled for a fan convention, which I talked about at the time, but I think in the context of what I'm talking about now is is kind of a big deal because it's something that in my life I had I think I had always wanted to do but never really either had the right opportunity, meaning from like a time off standpoint, or um just justifying the opportunity. It's like, yeah, I'd like to do that, but I don't want to, you know, pay for all of it, you know, meaning like airfare, hotel, all of that. Um, TFCon Chicago kind of seemed to be like that first time where it was really that, that swirling storm of everything converging. And I, I feel with TFCon LA coming up, it's, it's that, um, but part of the reason why I'm going as a fan is because there's just that many more guests. Like I, uh, uh, well, I'll just tell you right now, since, uh, since we're, we're talking about it, um, I've, uh, I, I'm getting a, uh, theater one sheet size, uh, full size poster for, uh, Transformers, the movie. And if my, if, if, I remember correctly, there's at least eight people that that are guests at TFCon LA that that participated in uh, the movie, a couple writers and a bunch of voice actors. And it, that's my goal is to get that uh, autographed. Uh, by those folks and you know maybe put it up uh, put it up in my room uh, next to my autographed Star Wars poster um, which uh, which I, I I think would be uh, pretty special and pretty exciting so that's that's what I'm looking at to do uh, to do with that had a great Thanksgiving with Lucky's nephew and his family uh, and, and I just noticed uh, again going through my Instagram feed here I, uh, I I don't really post much during the holidays I I don't think I I, I take as much pictures of uh, uh, family holiday cheer uh, but I I was glad to help out uh, at the toy drive again, uh, just like last year, uh, benefiting Salvation Army. Uh, they ended up raising forty-eight thousand dollars and twelve thousand seven hundred toys. 
And on December 23rd, now this is a story I haven't had the opportunity to tell, much like a, a lot of uh, the other things. Uh, uh, you know, they're they're connected to other stuff that I've talked about on the podcast throughout the year. But uh, uh, right before Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve, uh, my uncle Chris who uh, um, I talked about earlier, uh, he took me to the Seattle Seahawks game against Kansas City, where uh, that's the one where, uh, you know, Kansas City is really good up until they aren't, um, and where the Seahawks clinched their playoff spot in front of a sold-out crowd. It was uh, it, it was a blast. Um, unfortunately, the Seahawks ended up losing against the Cowboys last week in the uh, first round of the playoffs, and they season is now over uh but but that was a great day i mean it was uh i mean not only was it a, gr- a great game uh which of course it totally was and and the seats were killer and and uh you know it was like uh season tickets that that like he gets from like a buddy of his and and it was it was just a it was just a really cool really fun uh environment uh but but that was a that was a great day and i uh i i want i want to make sure i'm i i'm telling this correctly and and kind of doing it it, it uh justice uh basically what happened was uh was uncle chris met me at work and I was able to give him, you know, a, a you know, kind of the the behind the scenes guided tour uh, type of thing uh, before the game. And it's pretty cool because in my building where I work, we have three radio stations and two TV stations. So there's a uh, uh, there's actually a lot to see. And I and I'm glad I was able to uh, share some of that. There were there was a couple times where I mean, I told him. Uh, when we got off the elevator, I go, okay, well, don't be surprised if you see folks that uh, uh, that you see on your TV. And like, sure enough, we go across the bullpen, uh, the same bullpen I was talking about earlier. Um, and yeah, just, you know, the, the evening news anchors are just, you know, kind of sitting there at, at their desk. Like it's just a regular cube farm, you know, just, just working, you know, working on their stories and, and things like that. But it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, if you see it every day, you kind of get a little complacent to it. I try not to, I, I still kind of find myself uh, pretty nervous around the TV people, you know, whereas us lowly radio people on, on the, uh, on the lower floors, you know, uh, but, uh, but still, I mean, like I, it, it's not lost on me that, you know, like somebody like, you know, uh, th- that's never been on that side of the curtain before would, um, uh, dig on it. And, and that, that was actually my favorite part about the day. It's like, I, uh, I, I remember telling my wife later, I, w- I was talking to Lucky. I was like, you know, if it had just been, uh, my uncle at, met me at work and it was just, you know, uh, me giving him a tour. I mean, it was, it was the weekend. There was nobody here, um, uh, for the most part. So we, you know, didn't, didn't have to worry about being in the way or anything like that. It was, it was a really ideal time, uh, to, uh, uh, check stuff out. But anyway, I, I, I told her if, if that was all that we had done, then that would have been an awesome day already. Uh, but then we get to go to a Seahawks game also, 
okay, <laughs> that's uh, uh, that that ends up being a a pretty spectacular and pretty memorable day, and I'm uh, uh, really grateful that he uh, um, you know th- that he thought of me, and and that it came together uh, so well. Um, you know, it's interesting. I I don't I I try not to to delve into family stuff too much. Um, which sounds kind of weird given, you know, all these names that I'm throwing at you and all the detail that, that I'm sharing here. But I, uh, um, I, I used to be really close, uh, with my, you know, with my uncle Chris, who, who is actually my aunt's husband. That sounds dumb, but I'm trying to be specific here. So, so my aunt is my mother's sister. My uncle is her husband. I think I got that. This is why I don't talk about family stuff. My point being is like, uh, you know, Chris kind of came into my life at a time where, you know, having somebody that was older to look up to was was a really good thing for me. And uh, so he and I were really tight. And then just over like, I don't know, the last, you know, couple decades, you know, as I've kind of, you know, grown and had my own life, we've we've kind of drifted a little bit. So I I, I kind of cherish these opportunities where, you know, it's just he and I getting the opportunity to, you know, bro down and and, you know, talk about because uh, I, I, I know he's. Um, a fan of you know some of the the stuff that I do on the radio and some of the shows I work for um so yeah it's it's and 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 he's just a fan of stuff that I'm doing um so it was just I don't know it was just uh man this really is becoming good morning Cybertron isn't it I'm gonna start talking about uh dancing with Ellen and whatnot so I'm I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna move on uh but uh um so the the year closed out you know with the uh, we were at a party with some great friends uh small gathering and and like as you would expect from adults we packed up not not all that long after midnight um and that was uh uh, that that was another year in the books. Like, uh, you know, most recently the stuff it looks like I'm I'm posting on Instagram is is old uh, time hop stuff, which is funny. I just I, I recently downloaded uh, time hop on my phone, and again I I'm such a such an old person. Every time I you know next thing you, if you get like a jib jab from me, just just take me out in the field and and take me out. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, I I downloaded time hop on my phone and it's. Uh, uh, it's interesting the stuff that it brings up because it has access to uh, my pictures. I'm I'm pretty much a cell phone picture pack rat. I've I don't know I, I've probably got like ten thousand pictures on my phone and it's carried. It, it's I have all of the pictures on my phone from since when I had a BlackBerry in like two thousand seven. You know it's like I've I've been able to hang on to them. Um, I think for that long. Um, but yeah, so I, I've got a lot of pictures. Uh, but yeah, it's like so time hop will give me, you know, stuff that I posted a year ago, a couple years ago, a couple few years ago. So it's uh, um, yeah, it's just kind of nice to share some of that retro stuff and kind of get some of that nostalgia uh, up. But um uh, oh, anyway, that that's why I wanted to mention. I wanted to talk about the uh, Space Needle and you know how it was uh, 
Um, uh, one, one of the things that was cool I did for uh, Time Hop was it had like a then and now type of thing. So it brought up a picture that I took a year ago of the Space Needle. And uh, so T-Mobile uh, uh, is a sponsor for like the New Year's Eve festivities at the Space Needle here in Seattle and their signature color obviously is you know magenta or hot pink or fuchsia or whatever whatever you want to call it um and so as such they they light up the Space Needle with you know bringing all these lights and make it pink so <laughs> so I've got a side by side of like last year's shade of pink and this year's shade of pink and it's odd how different they are um I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I just, uh, so yeah, we we just kind of watched the fireworks at the Space Needle and then went home and again, called it another year. Um, now, uh, wrapping things up here, uh, back at the top of the show, I mentioned that 2018 was one of the most influential years for me. And it's not just because I turned 40, though I, I'm sure that had something to do with it. It, it, it cracks me up. Uh, my birthday was in September. We're in January now, and I'm already referring to myself as being over 40. It's it's hilarious. But um, but no, really, it's it, it's largely because of the cool new experiences I've had, you know, the, uh, the new friends, uh, new communities, the volunteering, uh, the conventions, the adventures, uh, just so much that is new and fresh, uh, as well as my, uh, continuing to grow and develop as a broadcaster, uh, you know, both and, and on, on and off the clock. Uh, and 2019 looks like it's, it has just as many new and exciting adventures in store for me as well. Um, and you know, it, it might sound self-indulgent, um, I, I know like, uh, like I haven't spent like the last hour, uh, talking about myself already, but, but really I, I, I feel like I'm coming into my own in, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and, and as somebody who struggles with insecurity and, and maybe some other, uh, uh, challenges, um, a lot of struggles I have often, that's a, that's kind of a victory for me. And really for, uh, folks of a certain age, it's not common to have these kinds of experiences. Usually when, uh, especially with guys, you know, kind of once you get north of 40, you're kind of locked in uh, in terms of like your identity and who you are and what you're about. And I mean, there, there, there are a lot of things about me that, that are, you know, really quite rock solid and that I'm quite stubborn about much to the chagrin of my uh, family and friends and, and my loving spouse occasionally. But, uh, um, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of obscure, but I, I remember reading an article, uh, during my time at KGRG that says like people stop listening to new music after they turn turned 30. And for me, that was 10 years ago and I'm still discovering, uh, new bands and new artists. So, um, 
for as close-minded and stubborn as I can be at times. And, you know, listen to any given episode about, uh, you know, like movies or TVs. I mean, my, my, I, I wear my curmudgeon tendencies proudly on my sleeve, but I, I'm excited by all of this, uh, new stuff that, that I find myself doing. I mean, again, like if you would have told me uh, a couple years ago, shoot, even, even three years ago, which would have put it during the KGRG era when was really kind of one of my more uh, progressive uh, uh, times in my life. If you would have told me, Mike, you are going to fly to Chicago for a Transformers convention, hang around with with people uh, from a completely different state uh, that you've never met before. Oh, yeah, and, and you're going to uh, be a part of a panel with them, you know, and uh, and do that in front of uh, a room full of Transformers fans. I, I, I'd have told you no way. You know, if you would have told me that um, that I would be an MC and an auctioneer for a uh, um, East Side uh, charity event, uh you know, I, I I wouldn't have believed that. Now, at the time, if you would have said, well, Mike, you're going to do, uh, you know, like a stage announcement for bands, I probably would have bought off on that. But um, my point is, is that it doesn't suck. I've uh, I've got a great life and I am grateful for every single opportunity. And and you know what? I um. I think I'll leave it there for now. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my college radio shows on KGRG, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. But if you'd really like to help the show grow, tell your friends and help spread the word. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio. And write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And again, that spelling is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Next week... More about Cybefest Northwest happening in July. But until then, for Mike Cybert Radio, my name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. <laughs>